Welcome to Theocast, encouraging weary pilgrims to rest in Christ. Conversations about the Christian life from a Reformed perspective. Our hosts today are Justin Perdue, pastor of Covenant Baptist Church in Asheville, North Carolina, Jimmy Bueller, pastor of Christ Community Church in Wilmer, Minnesota, and I am John Moffat, pastor of Grace Reformed Church in Spring Hill, Tennessee. And today is a special kind of a podcast. We are not in the studios. We uh, recorded this podcast when we went out to the 1517 Network uh, Conference, Here We Still Stand, in San Diego a few weeks ago. And we had a really special privilege of sitting down with Dr. Rod Rosenblatt. For some of you who might know him from the White Horse Inn for the many years that he was on there with Michael Horton. And he now works with 1517 Network and has his own podcast or is a host on a podcast called Thinking Fellows. And we were able to sit down with him in between sessions outside and interview Rod and ask him about a law gospel distinction and the importance of distinguishing the law from the gospel and a theology of the cross versus a theology of glory. And we hope this 30-minute interview is uh, encouraging to you as it was to us. So we hope you enjoy. And then for our members in the members podcast, we a few weeks ago recorded a podcast concerning all of these pastors who seem to be either leaving the faith or denying the faith or have struggled and fallen out of ministry. And so we three pastors kind of discuss how should Christians think about this? How should we interact with this? How do we understand some of these moral failures that we have seen in um, the Christian culture in the last few months? So we hope that's encouraging to you as well. We hope you enjoy. Well, this is Theocast, and we're doing a unique podcast we've never done before. We are in San Diego at the 1517 Network Con. Uh, con- concert. Where are we at? Conference. Conference. Yeah. Sitting out on the porch, and we have a, a special guest that we're super thankful to have here. We have Rod Rosenblatt with us. We have uh, Justin Perdue, Jimmy, and John Moffat, uh, Jimmy Bueller. And uh, we twisted Rod's arm and asked him if he yeah. would sit down <laughs> and talk to you, our listeners, about two things that we know he's passionate about, which mm-hmm. is the law and distinction from the gospel, and yeah. then the theology of the cross and a theology of glory. Yeah. So, Rod, we'll just go ahead and start off with the first question. You have been trying to help people see the difference between the law and the gospel for many years. What do you feel is the, the, the biggest hang-up where people— just can't seem to, to cross over? What is it, that, that last leap that they're at? I think one of the major blocks for them is, are you sure you haven't read this down on top of Scripture? Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely yeah. And, and I have to defend, no, actually, if you do it well, you, you find it coming up out of Scripture. Sure. It's not yeah. invented and pressed down on it. Yeah. And that's fairly easy to demonstrate with the verses. Sure, um, sure. Our, our Father, oh, the... I should mention the basic book uh, on the proper distinction between law and gospel. C.F.W. Walther oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, was the, the writer of it, still in print. And uh, we, I send out for free an outline of the book to anybody who wants it, but I can't give credit to the guy who created the outline because <laughs> yeah. he didn't put his name on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> So All right. It has to go out as anonymous, but it's a great outline hmm. to see what is this book about and in some degree of detail. Sure. So I send it out to people and say, sorry, I can't give credit, 
uh, to the author of it, but uh, it's it's a great piece of work. So that's a nice way to put your toe in the water. What does yeah. that book contain? What mm-hmm. What is he arguing? How does he argue it? Hmm. Our old uh, confessions writers said that until one grasps the, the distinction and the difference between the two, law and gospel, the Bible re- will remain a, mystery, a mysterious book, mm-hmm. incomprehensible, mm-hmm. Yeah. until you first get that one yeah. and know the difference, and then read accordingly. Yeah. Is this law or is it gospel? Well, that doesn't mean the history, but the doctrinal, all the doctrinal sections. Um. And this is unique to the Reformation. That was a, that was a major, major thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you could say, did I hear the gospel this morning? Mm-hmm. Was was I sort of absolved in the sermon? I know I will be at the supper. I right. know. Yeah. Because yeah. he has to. That's right. Yep. There's a script, and we stick to it no, no matter what. But a lot of our guys don't think, you know, if I kind of absolve and you, using the text of Scripture in the sermon, that might be a good thing to do. And we're in the back saying, it is a good thing to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do that every Sunday. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, basically, the law is every part of Scripture that tells what's demanded of us. Do this. Hmm. And strongly. Yeah. And then the gospel is the announcement that all of those demands we're met by Christ for you, yeah. Amen. And and you've got to turn from virtue, or reading the Bible for moral stories. Yeah. You've got to turn from that to say, I've discovered that I'm without hope. The law nails me. Yeah. And you know, in thought, word, and deed, no matter where you slice the salami, I stand guilty. Yeah. And that's what Luther said. That's what the law is to do. It's a major thing it's designed to do to drive you to despair. Yeah. And then, Walter said, as soon as the law has done its work on an individual, no more law. Yeah. Hmm. Switch immediately to who Christ is, what he claimed to do on the cross, hmm. how we're sure that that was accomplished. You know, his resurrection vindicated yeah. his claims to have been the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, yeah. and it's free. Yeah. You, cannot, you cannot start adding to it. If you imagine two columns, column J for justification and column S for sanctification, you can't allow anything from column S to nice. leak over yeah. Yeah. into really column good. J, yeah. or it's gone. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you kill the whole thing. You kill it all. Yeah. Yeah. So churches that don't make this distinction, God bless the guys, but without that distinction, it's really hard to preach Christ clearly. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, one, that one defines us. And many times, Rick Ritchie says one time, if people start to get a hold of this, even they're, if they're Southern Baptists, if they start to get a hold of the t- distinction between law and gospel, he said it's a time bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, trust me, we all know. Yeah, we, yeah. it blew up yeah. on us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we've, us. we've all walked that road. We yeah. have. Yeah. Indeed. Very important for yeah. people in American evangelicalism to at least put their toe in the water on this. Yeah. Yeah. And and, yeah. and, and this we have a lot of people making that transition. What specifically? I mean, do you have an example? Well, I'm li- really looking to people to find it from Walther. Yeah. I'll give you an outline of the book to get you started. Yeah, absolutely. And you might even want to buy the book. Yeah. 
but he has so many illustrations mm. of how this goes sideways. Yeah. And, uh, and what it does to people. It, yeah. it, I mean, you get a really weird view of assurance. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. you do. Yeah. Really strange. Yeah. A, a blend of Wesley's perfectionism and, yeah. and 40 verses to confuse it all. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it's just, I'd rather talk to the one who just grew up from childhood a Baptist. Mm. <laughs> what would you say are some verses that you've seen is like a, just a, a, a pure mix of the law and the gospel? Well, Galatians is filled with it. Yeah. But <clears throat> there, there are verses very, very simple and clear in the Old Testament and in the New. Yeah. This isn't the distinction between Old Testament and New Testament. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Both are in both. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And that yeah. people have to sort of yeah. back up for a second and say, really? Yeah. Because we're saying there's a more basic distinction than even Old Testament, New Testament. Yeah. Wow. Right. Well, and it blows people's minds too when they get in the Gospels and they're reading the red letters of Christ. Yes. <laughs> and then they come to realize that he actually speaks more often law. Oh yeah. Than yeah. he does gospel. He's undressing us. Yeah. 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 It, it's a it's a mind blow moment for people. Right. Yeah. We assume that because Christ said it, it must be it gospel. Must be no. Gospel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sermon on the Mount. Oh, wow. Absolutely. <laughs> Holy yeah. smokies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lewis writes in one of his books that one of his moments in his pagan life, he decided to be a better guy. Hmm. <laughs> and what he do- discovers the depths of sin within him. Hmm. You know, it was like making a vow or something. Yeah. yeah. And it lasted about 10 minutes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the law will undress us. Yeah. It so, will that. So let me ask you this question. So the rich young ruler walks up to Jesus and says, what must I do to be saved? Yeah. Is yeah. Jesus answer law I, or gospel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What must I do? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, ticks off a few of the commandments, and he answers, "God help him." I've done that my whole life long, ever since I was a child. Yeah. So Jesus ups the ante and he says, does. "Okay, then go give away all your you have, and come and follow me." Now that's not a universal command. Mm-hmm. It's a response to a guy who said, I've always obeyed the law. Yes. Yeah. Well, mm. And he says, I've kept the commandments, and then Christ drives at the one he knows he hadn't kept. Yeah. Sure. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. Lo- love God yeah. with all your heart, yeah. soul, right. mind, and strength. You know? Right. Yeah. So, Sums up the whole law. Yeah. Just in our context, where we often see a lot of this confusion centers in on kind of that radical Christianity sort of living, where to be a true Christian, you know, one must be radical, completely sold out to Christ. And so, I mean, what would your response or even comfort be to somebody that's caught in that sort of plague well, of thinking? To tell them they're caught in something that's going to do them in. Sure. Yeah. The, in, in wider Christian circles, it's Keswick and it's John Wesley. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And telling you that you can actually, with the Holy Spirit in you, you, you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's going to crash. Mm-hmm. And it's going to crash to such a point that they may just leave the Christian church because yeah. they believe they've heard the message and it doesn't work. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and in that sense, it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things will get worse. Yeah. I'm, part of the messages I give is don't imagine for a minute that you're going to see this as an upward graph <laughs> till you reach... It, right. it, no. Nice, clean, linear no, progression. No, yeah. no, it's not going to go that way, and it can't. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But see, but you're not, you're not offering 
the idea that someone can just absolutely live a debauched life either. No. No. Yeah. No. In in fact, <clears throat> Paul anticipates that in Romans. Yeah. Yeah. One, <clears throat> all of you brilliant pagans, you're going to be called to account. Yeah. Two, the Jews who are cheering him on for upbraiding the yeah. pagans. Then he turns to them and says, look, it isn't those who have the oracles of God who mm. are justified. It's those who do them. Yes. Do you do them? And the answer is no, you don't. Wow. <laughs> then third yes. chapter, first half, all the world accountable, all sinful, all doomed, all headed for judgment. And then halfway through Romans, he turns it to justification right. by free yes. grace yeah. and done by Christ, not by you. Yeah. Right. And the only price that you have to pay is free. Yes. And you can't assign any other price to it than just free. Yeah, Take it for free. It's the only way it's yeah. priced. That's right, yeah. yes. And then in four, Abraham is the primary example of it. Five, what real objective peace with God is yeah. and why. And then he imagines what the skeptic's going to say. Well, does that mean I can do just anything I want to do? He by knows no means. That's, the question. that's right. Yeah, by no means. He anticipates and, the and remember, yeah, yeah, and remember, he'd never been there. He was writing to congregations he'd never been. He'd never been there. Right. Wow. Yeah. He was yeah. blind. So then he writes, starting in six one, about God forbid, or may it never be. Yeah. And says, "This is what's going to be done to you by the right. good God." That's right. And it's not going to go there. Yeah. It's not one or the other. Well, then, when what does no. he the point? Answer. What does he point to? You know, in your baptism, you have been killed. Yes, yeah, you have he, died. He right. points to union with Christ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't combat that objection of lawless living with law. No, that's right. No, which is what we see so often done in our. our yeah, and you start to slice and dice like the Pharisees, and yeah. there's just no end to it. Yeah, right. So, Rod, earlier you said that there are a number of ways that when we gum up the distinction between the law and the gospel. You said there's a number of ways this goes sideways. What are, what are, what's one or two of the, the ways that you've seen this go sideways and it really wreck people? Well, one I, I just talked about is the real possibility of perfection with the Holy yeah. Spirit yeah. in you. Yeah. That will go sideways. And I'm sorry to be the bearer of that sad news, but the, <laughs> but the, more, the more you clarify for yourself Law, 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 law. Fine tune it. More law, law, law. You're gonna go on the rocks yeah, and really cheapen it. Yeah, yeah. You're not. You're not. What Wesley did was lowered the bar so you could meet it. Oh, yes. absolutely. Relativize. Yeah. What yeah. Jesus yeah. really meant was. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so people say to us sometimes, though, that, that the gospel sounds like there's something you're supposed to do, though. Right. Well, yeah. you you are commanded to believe it. But you can't. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You can't even do that. Yeah. yeah. That's gifted to you from heaven, too. Mm. Peter, who do, you, who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? We, we believe you're the Christ, the promised Son of yeah. God. Blessed are you, Peter, for bl- flesh and blood have not revealed yeah. this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Yes. Even that was given to That's you. Right. That's right. Wow. That's right. Yeah. So. I mean, and frankly, I think in just in our context where we see this is. One of the ways that, I mean, it causes the eyes to roll into the back of my head is when, when people say, you know, we just need to be the gospel to other yeah. people. Yeah, you can't. We need to no. live the gospel. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's, yeah. you hear that language all the time. No. Yeah. And, and frankly, I mean, just as, as ministers, we, we declare the gospel. Yep. We declare right. the good yep. news. That's yep. right. 
We yep. we don't be any, there's only one person who's that, been the gospel. Exactly right. Yep. There's one person who's lived it. There's yes. one person who's done it. Let me tell you about him. Yep. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We're excited to announce that we have a new free ebook available at our website called Faith versus Faithfulness: A Primer on Rest. And we the host put this together to explain the difference between emphasizing one's faith in Christ versus emphasizing one's faithfulness to Christ and how one leads to rest and how the other often to a lack of assurance. And you can get this at theocast.org slash primer. And if you've been encouraged by what you've been hearing at Theocast, we'd ask you to help partner with us. You can do that by joining our Total Access membership. That's our monthly membership that gives you access to all of our material that we've produced over the last four years, or simply by donating to our ministry. And you can do that by going to our website, theocast.org. We hope that you enjoy the rest of the conversation. Well, I want to change over to another topic, and that's the rest of the time here is one that— How under, dare you, John? Yeah, yeah. I mean, law gospel <laughs> distinction is thankfully gaining traction. Uh, uh-huh. You know, White Horse Inn started it. Yeah. Um, and, you you know, of course, Thinking Fellows um, yep. is yes. continuing to pick that up. And now 1517, I mean, yeah. at large. But the second theology that we here at Theocast absolutely find— the ability to rest in Christ is the theology of the cross yep. versus theology of glory. Yes. yes. Mm. Yeah. And many crossovers here. Luther used the two phrases. It was then uh, directed against Rome, and uh, then later on, other denominations, the same thing fits with Rome, even though they are very anti-Roman Catholic. The same thing is going on. The theology of the cross has to do with what we were talking about earlier as what is the gospel. The theology of the cross is God is found where we don't look for him. Hmm. We look to the heavens, uh, you know, Romans 2, God writ large in nature and so forth. And the theology of the cross says where you really, really want to look for God is one in one broken body on one particular cross one afternoon. Wow. That's where his glory is shown in this dying body. Yeah. And that's completely counterintuitive. Yes. Yeah. Completely. But Luther said it's the only way that you can be in something saving and knowably saving it just doesn't look very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask, um, wh- where do you see, just, I mean, we'll just speak to the church in America. Where do you see, I mean, quickly just explain maybe a little bit for the listener, theology of glory, and where do you see that playing out in the church today? Yeah, it's good. Well, I see it in these triumphant, gigantic evangelical stadiums filled with people, mm-hmm. yeah. with thousands and boy, it's victory. We're on the winning side. Yeah. Uh, come here every week. This is the winning side. Well, eschatologically, that's true. Right. But it could be a hell of a ride till we get to that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, the pattern is weakness and then glory. Yeah. yeah. Suffering and then glory. Yeah. 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 And, and his suffering warns us. This might be right. your lot too. Right? Mm. If they hate. They hate me. They'll probably hate you That's too. Right. Yeah. So I'm preaching through Mark's gospel in our our local church, and just recently was in you know the end of Mark eight into the beginning of Mark nine, and right after Peter has confessed Jesus as the Christ, 
Jesus immediately begins to talk about his suffering, yep. his death, it's coming. And yep. Peter rebukes him. Yep. And he's, he's like, hey, bro, you should be talking about glory, yep. not suffering. <laughs> yep. You should be talking about triumph, not yep. weakness. Yep. And then Jesus rebukes him for that Yep. and mm. says, hey, this is what's ahead for me. And this is what it's going to mean for you. Yeah, yep. get behind me, Satan. Yeah, to yeah. follow me. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was just trying to save his life. What, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another way of saying this, and you'll hear this language, is the victorious Christian life. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Onward and upward, man. Yeah. Yep. It. It, we're called, according to the gospel of, according to Philippians, that it's not only been, you've been chosen to believe, but also to suffer for my sake. Yeah. yeah. That's not a theology of glory. That's a right. theology of cross. Yeah. Right. yeah. It, it's so ironic because... The every other word in Philippians is joy, and he writes it from jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean Philippians four nineteen? Yeah. We, we've been misusing that. Yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Here's yeah. one of them. That's the one that's used. Yeah, was one of Wesley's favorites. Yeah, yeah sure. <clears throat> and uh, this is why it's important when you choose a denomination or yeah. not choose the one closest to your front door. Yeah. You know, you you want to choose it by one where these distinctions are important and defining. Yes. So one of the ways that I've observed this, at least in my context and in, in my life in the church, where the theology of glory shows itself, is this, this kind of posture that Christians have towards other Christians who are struggling. Mm-hmm. And it's we look at one another, and, and it's basically like, hey, brother, hey, sister, you, you should be better by now. Sure. Right? And there are all sorts of little um, yeah. memes for it, too. Let go and let God. <laughs> yeah. And there are all sorts of little things that make sense, but you say, I tried that and it didn't work. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the answer is it never will work. And, and frankly, I don't know how to let go. Yeah. I mean, what does that even <laughs> what is, what is, mean? What do you mean by that? Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. What's when, it? Well, I, w- I mean, I was going to say, I mean, just pastorally speaking, um, frankly, where I, you can see a lot of theology of glory is that we require of, of ministers this perfection. And we spoke about that a lot this weekend, this, yeah. this resurrected donatism where yes. yeah. the, the preached yeah, we word the and the sacraments are not effective until the pastor is oh, near grief. perfect. Oh, good grief. Yeah, horrible burden to lay on people. I tell our guys, uh, watch out for using the word you from the pulpit. Say we. Exactly. Oh, yes. Wow. Amen. Yeah. I, yeah. Amen, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I think right. what I've been hel- what's been so helpful in making this transition is that in in a theology of glory and you collapse the law and the gospel, sinners are not allowed to be sinners. Yeah. yeah. And we had one lady write wrote to Ted one time early in the game. She had just come over from evangelicalism. She said. I, a very fluent writer, too. She said, I cannot tell you how exhilarating it is. Mm. The first thing I do is publicly confess my sin. Wow. Amen. I couldn't yeah. do that in evangelical. Yeah. I never could tell people I was a sinner. Right. Right. Yeah. And right. It's like, how, how insane is that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the command She's, from Paul to do it confess your sins to one another. Yeah. 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 James as well. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, and one of the things I've just really enjoyed about this conference. And, you know, there's probably different views on this, but I, I, I just feel personally I've been serially absolved uh-huh. <laughs> between talk to talk, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, but there's something to be said there yeah. that, I mean, in the name of Christ, sure, your, your sins are forgiven. And I remember 
you know, just with my church doing that and getting this look of yeah. people saying, can you do that? Uh-huh. Well, in the name they, of Christ, They don't, they yes. don't even believe the pastor yeah. can do it. Right. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Because this is where we heap, again, this is going back to, we heap law. Well, until you've cleaned up this way, yeah. until you've really repented of all of your sin and I'm, confessed all of your sin. I'm a lover of Billy Graham way back when, and then once in a while I'd say, even if you're alcoholic, give up the bottle and come and give your life to Christ. And I <laughs> yeah. go, ouch, yeah. ouch, that's the one thing you can't it, it, do. It's yeah. right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I'd love for you to speak to that, Rod, because that is the danger of not understanding that somehow there, there's this moment where the gospel is just step two. Yeah. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I immediately, again, think of Wesley and the Keswick movement. Yeah. People should read something about Keswick and the higher Christian life movement. Mm. Yeah. Um, and know something about that um, and, and why it's bad counsel. Yeah. You are given everything, everything in the person and work of Christ. Yeah. There is no other extra, yes. none of that. Yeah. All of Christ's righteousness has already been, been imputed to you. Yeah. By imputation, it's yours. All of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of who he is and what he did. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get people used to saying, gosh, that's gift too, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the burden gets lifted off the shoulders. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, one of the things that we, we, like to, we like to say is, when people ask, well, what do I do? And it's, uh-huh. I like to turn the question around. Well, what are you going to do now that you don't have to do anything? You're right. <laughs> you know, and I'm looking at a friend of mine, you yeah. know, across, I mean, he's the one that asked me that question first, Sure. you know, and, yeah. and it's just, sure. it's, a, it's an incredible question. Cause it's, I was doing a thing on fathers down in Birmingham at an Episcopal uh, cathedral of the Advent. And there was Q and a, and a lawyer stood up. Hmm. There's 150 guys in the room. He said, I'm new to all this. And he meant Christianity. Mm-hmm. So what would, you, what would you encourage me to do? And I said, absolutely nothing. <laughs> wow. Absolutely nothing. That's great, man. Study the words associated with Christ's cross. Yeah. Yeah. Redemption, propitiation, uh, adoption. Yeah. Study those words and you'll see what you've been given for free. That's right. Then maybe ask whether you want to do something. But right now, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that lawyer expected that answer. No, no most people no. wouldn't. <laughs> they would not. We were talking about this even with you, Rod, the other day. We did a live Q&A show the other night, and 80 or 90% of the questions that were asked, at the heart of them, got down to this question of, assurance and yep. how do i know absolutely that i'm that i'm saved yep. how do i know that i'm going to make it yep and what would you say just to the to the person who is is coming out of an evangel like an evangelical context where there's been a mixture of law and gospel yep. and there's been a lot of theology of glory yep. and they're absolutely beat to death yep and and like i just don't know that i'm going to make it yep Brother, Any, talk to us. Yeah, it, it, that, it really shows up in that question of assurance. I won't quote Dr. Horton, but we discussed mm-hmm. this and we gave different answers. <laughs> sure. I was curious because right. I knew it drove, drove people crazy in the Reformed camp to know yeah. you're of the elect. Yeah. Uh, Puritan movement was a gigantic movement to try and answer that. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I think of Joel Beck and some of the Puritan scholars of our day. Yeah. If if you ask a Lutheran, how do you know? Yeah. We give an objective answer rather than a subjective answer. Mm. I was baptized in the name of the triune God, mm-hmm. and just last Sunday, the pastor put in their mouth, yeah. my mouth, the actual body of Christ and the blood of Christ, and he said it was all for me. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go objective. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. outside of yourself. Outside yep. of externos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And there is, there. I mean, even in the Reformed world, there is yeah. a bit of overlap there that we are ultimately, even in that view, what you're pointing to is Christ. Right. Yep. Christ for you. Right. Yep. Christ presented for you. Right. What, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, if that, just that question of assurance were answered objectively in thousands of churches in America, yeah. wow. Christianity would change. Yes. And and to what it originally was. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the difference between the theology of cross versus theology of glory. Because if you are pointing to yourself, glory, what I have done for Christ as your assurance. Yep. um, Good luck. (laughs) Right. And we speak a lot about pietism because pietism is rampant. I grew grew up in it. All of us us did too. And evangelicalism is a pietistic movement. And so... We talk about this a lot because the, the fundamental problem when it comes to assurance is the pietistic perspective is always going to point the sinner back in on himself. That's right. right. Rather That's than right. pointing us outside of ourselves to, to Christ, yeah. I, it, who it was, it is was, our whole and, and soul When I was growing up in pietistic Lutheranism, it was as if the movement from justification to sanctification was smooth. And I knew that was a lie. Hmm. It wasn't smooth. I was... Paul at the end of Romans 7, yeah. written in the present indicative yes. in the Greek. Yes. Not something that I was, but that I am. Yes. Christ right. the man that I am yes. who will deliver me from the body of this death. That's mm. present. Paul is a believer, not before he came to know the That's right. right. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Um, so finally, I was an unbeliever by the time I hit about my senior year in high school. Mm. And that's what did it to me. Yeah. I had to find my way back. That's yeah. right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we got about five minutes left, so th- I just kind of want to be able to close it down in this way. What would you say over the years of studying Christ and shepherding and, and teaching and, and, and mentoring people? I mean, the ultimate goal as a minister is that someone learns to fully rest in yes. the objective realities of Christ. Yes, the, the sufficiency of his work for us, and right. don't yes. add to it. Galatians, right. hmm. don't even think of trying to add to it. You'll yeah. ruin it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, That's You will. Right. So what would be your encouragement as we close this down to say, okay, these are the things you guys need to focus on to help people rest in Christ. You, you're already on. <laughs> yeah, you're, you, you are. You're already on. Just keep doing that. Yeah. Christ mm. saves to the uttermost. Yes. A lot of people, if, he, if you knew what I've done, uh-huh. you wouldn't give me Christ. It wouldn't work. I, I'm far beyond that. Mm. That's very real for a lot of people. Yes. I've sinned so deeply sure. that I'm unredeemable. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the themes that you're talking about, the talk always about, but he did it for you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But he already did that for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't believe much. It'll, it's a gift to you. Just keep listening to the gospel. That's right. And uh, let him do his work as he wills. That's right. But... Uh, Resolve that you're gonna you're gonna say Christianity's about Christ. That's right. That's right. Not about me. Yes. That's right. I'm just simple recipient mm-hmm. of the treasure. Yeah. Other than that, it's all about him and how he fulfilled what was pro- prophesied 
and actually did it and then promised this is going to be all for you and all for free. That's Amen. right. <laughs> Amen. Brother. And he promises he loses none. Yeah. Yeah. This is not. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to go into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe another time. Uh, yeah. Maybe another, another time. time. Yeah. Another, another podcast time. for another day. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Yep. Rod, we're yeah. grateful, brother. Yeah. Very thank grateful. You. We're, yeah, we're so thankful for your ministry. Yes. And we've you've all been a been huge influence on us. So thank you so much. You bet. Yeah. All right. You bet. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.